What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. You welcome me, bike. We went a full week, seven days. Feel like fucking Samora in the ring, but we climbed out that well. Had to take a little break from the content game, right? A lot of things going on in the personal life, in the business world, then the team that I had to relax, recoup, revigorate myself. There was no content made. There was no content filmed. There was no content created, edited, upload from these fingertips in the last week. We're fucking bike now. And if fun like me, you're not still hungover from the weekend. You do know what day it is. It's don't say the car's topless Tuesday, where we are exposing, we're exposing somebody in this rookie class, it's either going too high or too low via our ADP. We're going to update the ADP soon, probably at the beginning of April. We'll run a bunch of rookie mock drafts for people in the BDGE Discord, and we'll get that ADP out to y'all ASAP. Right now, we're taking the data that we had from the last month or so. We're looking at guys going too high, too low, and we're exposing them for what they should be. Today's Don't Say the Cars Topless Tuesday Rookie is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore had his Ole Miss Pro Day last week, and I would go out on a limb saying that he single-handedly increased the stock price of Levi's jeans because everybody on Dynasty Twitter had their little pecker pop through the fucking zipper. They needed to re-up. They needed to recoup. Elijah Moore was shirtless. He was running 4-3-4 unofficial 40 times, but we're here to break down exactly what happened at the Pro Day. We're here to break down his entire collegiate career at Ole Miss which is the opposite of his career. The man's did not miss. So welcome to Don't Say the Cars Topless Tuesday. If you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe because we're putting out Dynasty Rookie season long fantasy content every single damn day. Feels good to be back in front of the camera. Feels good to tuck our shirts in. Feels good not to be yelling anymore. It feels good to eat. All right, first thing to know about Elijah Moore is this. Elijah Moore comes from Ole Miss. We've had a few very, 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 very good wide receivers come out of the Ole Miss program over the last few years. You may have heard of them. DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, arguably both top three dynasty wide receivers right now. Will Elijah Moore follow in their lineage? He ain't built like them. He is the opposite. He is the anti-A.J. Brown, the anti-DK Metcalf when we look at size. Go to his pro day numbers. He officially weighed in 178 pounds, 5'9". He's a slot receiver, okay? That's the first thing to note. Ran 80.6% of his snaps from the slot in 2020. You can jump into the film if you want. I'll be honest, when I started watching the film of him, a lot of the times he wasn't someone who flashed off the screen to me. A lot of his production throughout college was manufactured. It was schemed. It was bubble screen kind of shit. I was like, okay, is he a one-trick pony? What do the numbers say, right? So we always dive into the film. We watch a bunch of games. And I came away, not that I came away under-impressed, but I came away looking at more as a, as a player who probably not built to be or have a, an NFL offense build their passing game around him. But if he needed to be, he could be the one in an offense, okay? That's the way I kind of look at Elijah Moore as a prospect, right? He's someone where, like, Jamison Crowder is my comp for him. Now, with the pro day numbers of him running a fucking 4 3 5 40, which, again, will have to adjust half of a tenth of a second onto it because we know that pro day numbers on average come in a lot faster than combine numbers, right? So his official 40 time from the pro day was a 4-3-5. We're going to adjust that up to a 4-4-0. You look at his height, you look at his weight, he's fast, he can fly. Jameson Crowder, not a guy that you look at as a flying piece around the field. But Jameson Crowder is a guy, if the other guys around him are hurt, can take over as a passing option, numero uno 
in an offense, as we saw in the Jets offense last year, where he's getting 10, 11, 12, 14, 17 fucking targets a game. Elijah Moore is a better player. Elijah Moore is a better prospect. He's faster. He's twitchier. He can move around the formation a lot. He's a lot more versatile than Jamison Crowder. And I don't want people to take that the wrong way when I say Jamison Crowder. Like again, Jamison Crowder is a guy that can be the number one in offense in an offense that's not really building around somebody else in that. Okay. So Elijah Moore, 178.59. First thing to know, when you're that small, you better be moving quickly. And, and he absolutely does. He's a fantastic route runner. He's one of those guys that you'll see all over Twitter, the highlight clips of him playing in shorts and looking real quick as shit. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's the next Antonio Brown. And I think those types of comps are in the range of possibilities, right? And maybe not fucking Antonio Brown, but we're looking at guys that are really fast twitch that have developed into a really good outside wide receiver, despite having that size and people wanting to pigeonhole them into the slot wide receiver role. So the film is always going to be subjective, right? Like maybe I'm a little bit under impressed and that's why we head over to the numbers. And when you look at Elijah Moore's college numbers, they are fucking Zendaya type flawless. Moore went nuts in 2020. I'm talking about like, like snacks at at MetLife when they open the doors back up nuclear literally eight games obviously a shortened season 1193 receiving yards that is 149 receiving yards per game unsurprisingly that was the highest number in the NCAA not even Devonta Smith's Heisman winning campaign 142.8 yards per game matched up to Elijah Moore's receiving yard per game number Moore caught 98.8 percent of catchable targets thrown his way he's fast he's explosive he's a production monster and he catches everything thrown his way that was the second highest rate in the entire country I don't know who the fuck had a higher rate than 98.8 percent but someone get that man a fucking contract you know a lot of these smaller faster whatever type receivers end up being I feel like from weird conferences and shit but he did this in the SEC right Ole Miss is in the SEC the best competition in the world for collegiate athletes just a little bit more context behind why I was looking at Elijah Moore and Jameson Crowder, and both of them are big time slot guys. Both of them are guys that were productive in college. Both of them are guys that can be very productive at the next level. The height's there, the weight is there. Elijah Moore weighed in a little bit less than Jameson Crowder. Now, those are actually numbers prior to the pro day, but he's now at 178. College dominator, Elijah Moore, a little bit of a step up there, but yards perception, college target share, the breakout age is right there. The 40 time for Elijah Moore, again, a 440. And we can take a look at another tweet from Curtis Patrick, who works for Rotoviz. They have a comparison tool. And he threw Elijah Moore into the mix. So this is incredible and perhaps akin to peering into a crystal ball. All 10 of his top 10 sims from Power 5 conferences in the Rotoviz box score scout were first round NFL draft picks. So you look at the production, you look at Elijah Moore's overall profile and the guys that he comps to. There's some high upside fucking dudes here. You have Corey Coleman, number one. But after that, it's Odell Beckham, CeeDee Lamb, Nelson Aguilar, Kendall Wright, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, AJ Green, Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks. Okay, so that's obviously not taking into account height and weight and shit like that because you got guys like AJ Green who are a lot bigger than him, Sammy Walker, the shit like that. But all of the comps that he had were first round NFL draft picks. And after his pro day, after his pro day, I would be very, very surprised if Elijah Moore does not fall within the top 35 picks in the NFL draft. To expand a little bit more on his play style, you know, I, I said that he's a big time slot receiver. 80.6% of his snaps came from the slot in 2020. He ranked fourth in the NCAA in slot receptions with 61, yards from the slot, 888, and yards per route run from the slot, 3.55. His 18 missed tackles forced per PFF were sixth in the NCAA. So you're looking at a guy with volume from the slot, with production and efficiency, someone that can catch every fucking ball thrown his way, run crisp routes, and then make guys miss 
after he's catching the ball. Despite being a slot guy, he had a lot of production downfield. Y'all remember that play with Lane Kiffin throwing that he did his best fucking free Bobby Schmurda impression where Elijah Moore beats the guy downfield for like 85 yards. It was a beautiful play call from Lane Kiffin. In the background, you see a clipboard throw up like 72 feet in the air. That shit was Elijah Moore. He's a big play threat down the field, despite not getting a lot of work on the outside where more typical downfield routes are run. 490 deep yards last year, ranked seventh in the NCAA. This guy can pretty much do it all. So after watching the film, I was like, okay, he's a good player. Let me see what the numbers say. The more you look at from Elijah Moore, the more you like more. Player profilers updated with his pro day numbers. Again, 5'9", 178. He's still very young, still 20 years old. College dominator, 91st percentile. College target share, 96th percentile. Breakout age, 83rd percentile. He broke out as a 19-year-old player. You love to see that agility score. The agility score in the 98th percentile for a slot wide receiver is absolutely beautiful. And according to our big dogs, Mock Week ADP, Elijah Moore was going off the board at the 305 wide receiver 12 which at the time I thought was a travesty. And this is one of the tweets I put up after we got all the ADP data synchronized and syndicated and whatnot. And I said Elijah Moore was probably going to be one of the few guys in here that would offset themselves and start moving up the ADP data pretty quickly after we started getting the pro day numbers and people started looking more and more into rookies. So that's obviously looking like a scorching take after a terrible take I had on Elijah Moore running a 4-5 plus 40-yard dash at his pro day. If you can get Elijah Moore in the third round, it would be the value of the draft. Not going to happen anymore after his pro day. He's probably looking as an early to mid-round second pick in rookie drafts, which I would be completely fine pulling the trigger on. I have the 204 in a bunch of leagues, and I'm kind of looking for a guy like Elijah Moore. He's in that second tier of wide receivers after the big four or five guys, five or six guys, whoever you want to kind of rank your dudes. But he's in that tier that I'm taking Elijah Moore over every one of those tier two running backs after Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and Javonta Williams. It's Elijah more over every other running back in the class. I don't care that 200 pound Kenny Gainwell ran like a four, four, whatever the fuck he ran four, four, seven. I don't know why people are going nuts about that as if he's not in the 49th percentile for speed score. Like I, I, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. People will tell themselves anything they want when they want to run a fucking narrative, but today's narrative, don't say the cars topless Tuesdays, Elijah Moore severely underrated. Most people are starting to rate him accordingly, but I'll tell you what, keep moving him up your board. The analytics say that he's borderline. and can't miss prospect. I don't give a fuck about the weight. I don't give a fuck about the height. We don't care about size anymore. As long as the team that picks him puts real draft capital behind him, they're going to use him how they see fit. He would be a beautiful addition. You know, I talked a lot about Juju Smith-Schuster's value can only go up had he gone to the Green Bay Packers. That would have been a beautiful match because he could have played the Randall Cobb role where Devontae Adams played the Jordy Nelson role and Randall Cobb went absolutely nuts. My favorite fit, everyone's favorite fit for every fucking wide receiver, Elijah Moore to the Green Bay Packers. I would love for him to play that slot role. It would be beautiful. It would be orgasmic. It would be production filled. It would be crispy cream level of fucking cream filling type shit out of Elijah Moore. The other exciting landing spot could actually be the Chiefs. I know we say this for every running back and every wide receiver, but the Chiefs were heavy into wide receiver free agency, bro. Like they were looking at every wide receiver and for some reason kept getting turned down. Here's the thing about rookies in the NFL draft. You get drafted by a team, you can't turn them down. You're on the fucking team unless you're bitch boy Eli Manning. But that's not going to happen with a late first round, early second round wide receiver. Packers, Chiefs, makes sense for Elijah Moore. Looking at where people are projecting him to get drafted, which is late first, early second round. So Elijah Moore to either of those spots would be absolutely beautiful. I think he'll continue to creep up the board and super flex rookie drafts into the 201 to 205 area. It's exactly where you should be drafting him. If you enjoyed the video, hit the button that looks like this right below. Make sure you put your notifications on because like yesterday, I went live for a mock draft and y'all can come and mock draft with me but only if you know when I'm going live. So hit the notifications, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and we'll see you tomorrow. I think we're going to start doing um, 
Wild Card Wednesday. What I'm going to do is probably feature, we got a lot of YouTube channels going on now, right? We got the Bunk Bed Breakdowns. We got Fade the Public, Made Money. We've got NBA Top Shotters. We got Basement Sports Cards. We got a whole lot of shit going on right now within Big Dogs, but a lot of different YouTube channels spread out. So I would like to do a Wild Card Wednesday where I feature one video that's not on my main channel to get a little bit more awareness to the other fucking amazing pieces of content that everybody else on the team is putting out under Big Dog. So let me know what you think about that. If you want me to start doing some Wildcard Wednesday videos, or if you just want me to personally keep putting out videos like this to prep y'all for your rookies and dynasty drafts and shit like that, leave a comment. I love y'all. I'm out. Only describe us as soldier survivors. Stay laced in the best, well dressed with finesse in the white tee. Looking for white meat. Thug girl who fly and talk so nicely. Put her in the coop so she can feel the nice breeze. We could drive through the city, no doubt, but don't say my car's topless. Say the titties is out. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.